Welcome into Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. Casey Phillips here with senior writer and editor Scott Smith. And uh, there's, there's been a few things that have happened <laughs> since our last show. I feel like they waited just for after our show to happen to drop some huge news. Yeah, it's so, all about us. It's all about us, obviously. I'm so glad you recognize this. <laughs> so, yes, last week on Wednesday night, we, we got the news. Todd Bowles was going to be the new head coach. Bruce Arians going to be stepping aside to do a front office role. So... First of all, what are just your initial thoughts to this move and what this is going to mean for this team and this franchise moving forward? Well, I mean, it appears that the catalyst for all this was the return of Tom Brady, Tom Brady's decision to return. And, and the reason for that is it gave Bruce Arians sort of, I guess, the peace of mind that now is the time for what he would call a succession plan. And it, it really, it's, it's a little bit heartwarming, really, because... It became clear uh, during his press conference and interviews afterwards that one of the things that was really, really important to Bruce was this opportunity to have a succession plan and to get one of his guys an opportunity. And he's always been about trying to build up his coaches and get them opportunities. And for him to be able, with the Glazers obviously had to be on board with it, and they're the ones making the decision. But with everybody agreeing, for him to be able to sort of pass the baton to a guy that he really feels is deserving of this, is what he wanted all along and with Tom Brady coming back he felt like the team was in a good position for Todd to step in you know lots of young well I'm not saying he's been a head coach before but a lot a lot of first or second time head coaches just they take they take the job offered because of course they should but it's often not a great situation yeah if there's an opening it usually means take, things yeah. haven't gone well and so you're not necessarily walking yeah. into the most successful place well said exactly right so yeah now this situation gives him a, a leg up so you talked about the idea of him being <clears throat> deserving so um let's talk a little bit about todd bowles what he's done here and and what you think makes him someone that this team is excited to take over and yeah. capable really you know the buccaneers have had several long stretches in their history of defensive dominance but before in the years leading up to uh, Bruce Arians arriving and then hiring Todd Bowles, the, the defense was going through some pretty tough stretches and really wasn't doing very well. But uh, it, re it really has made a remarkable turnaround over the last three years under Todd Bowles. And if you look at it here, this is cumulative. So over those three years in all these categories, the Bucks defense has been top five or close in things like takeaways and sacks. And the only other team that's in the top five in both takeaways and sacks over the past three years is the Pittsburgh Steelers, who are also well known throughout their history for defensive dominance. But the rush defense has been great. The past defense overall numbers uh, aren't great because the Bucks have been in a lot of shootouts. But when you talk about per play, they're top five. Just in a ton of important and situational categories, Todd Bowles' defense has been really good. And I think this Buccaneers team that won a Super Bowl and then won the division last year is probably best known for Tom Brady and all those offensive skill position players. But you can't understate the importance of what the defense has done to accomplish those things. Yeah, and of course the Super Bowl being the ultimate example right, of that. Right, yeah, exactly. holding Mahomes to that little. Yeah. Uh, now let's talk about Bruce Arians. I mean, we'd be remiss if we didn't discuss his time here and his career at large. Again, he's not leaving. He's still going to be with the team and in a front office role, but not as the head coach. So let's kind of look back a little bit at his time here and his career overall and what are the big things that stand out to you about that? Yeah, so we were just talking about how important it was for him to do this succession plan. And it's funny, at his press conference he said, People are asking, why would he walk away from a chance? You know, if we win and if the Buccaneers win another Super Bowl, that really builds his Hall of Fame resume. But I don't know. 
there's some reason to at least consider his candidacy for the Hall of Fame because this is a guy, so his head coaching resume, this, which is not the totality of his resume, he's won the Super Bowl as an assistant coach too, lots of offensive coordinator work, but as a head coach he was three quarters of the Colts season in 2012, and then he was the Cardinals coach for 2013 and 17 and then the last three years for the Buccaneers and if you combine his winning percentage for those three teams uh, as you see on this graphic here he's among some of the greats there in the Super Bowl era any coach that's coached at least 100 games in the Super Bowl era which started in 1966 the eighth best winning percentage it's kind of interesting that he retires as the Bucks all-time leader in winning percentage Wow. As head coach, he's also the Cardinals all-time leader in wow. winning percentage. There's probably not a lot of coaches out there that are two different franchises all-time leaders. That's a great point. That's amazing. Well, we are excited he will <coughs> still be around the building for sure. And in addition to the coaching news, there was also some roster news this last week. One thing that is confirmed and official and one that is more of reports still that the, the team has not officially announced. So let's start with the reports one uh, of Giovanni Bernard coming back. Yeah, I mean, I feel like we could do a whole show just talking about the coaching change because yeah. it's so huge, but so much is going on. Yeah. I mean, somebody tell me when this offseason is actually going to begin. <laughs> but uh, the Buccaneers have not announced it at this point, but there have been reports that Giovanni Bernard is resigning. And as we've talked about on other episodes, it's, go, it's, it's okay for us to talk about reports. Mm -hmm. it's, and that's not us announcing anything officially, but so far pretty much any report that's been out there has proven to be true, right? Yes. Uh, Gio Bernard you know, signed with us last year after eight years with the Bengals. Uh, in his entire career, he's been one of the better pass-catching backs in the NFL. And just because Leonard Fournette uh, was so good last year, and then you had Ronald Jones as your two, and you also had Keyshawn Vaughn, uh, Bernard Gio didn't get a ton of touches, and he had a couple injury issues too along the way. Didn't get a ton of touches, but he was pretty efficient with his touches, and I'm talking runs and catches, of course. He scored three touchdowns on passes, which is pretty good for a running back. But you look here, again, it's a small sample size, but 5.8 yards per touch, uh, you know, shows that when he did get a chance, he was pretty efficient with it. Yeah, yeah, that's an interesting point. And I know uh, I'm sure people have questions about not only that position, but uh, the roster at large and everything else going on with the team. So we are going to be taking Facebook questions in a few minutes. If you have one of those for us, you can leave in the comment section underneath our live Facebook video. So that was our reported roster move. Now we have a couple that are actually official that we can say it is a done deal, signed, sealed, delivered. And the first one, uh, well, let's go with the guy who's already been here, Blaine Gabbert. Uh, we know he is now officially coming back. What did you think of that move and, and what the now quarterback room at large is going to look like maybe this next year. Well, we're, we're happy about Blaine coming back, right? Because Mizzou. Yes, St. My, my Mizzou person, your St. St. Louis, Louis native, person. same yes. school district. Um, I'm sure that's why they brought him back. Was Again, <laughs> everything is about us. Yes. We just, they knew they needed to help us out I there. guess probably the reason they brought him back is is that, uh, you know, obviously he's he's been with us the past three years and, and the primary backup to Tom Brady the last two years and a veteran who knows what he's doing in this offense. And Bruce Arians is not the head coach anymore, but I'm sure his feelings are shared by his offensive staff that they really like Blaine Gabbert and they, they trust him and they know that he knows the offense. So it was an unsurprising move to me. I figured it would happen somewhere along the line. Uh, then the other one is a newcomer, Keanu Neal, uh, who the Buccaneers know well from him playing five years for the Falcons. Um, and he actually was a former first round pick and he, in his second year, he made it to the Pro Bowl. Really known as a guy, uh, a hard hitter, a really sure tackler, great in the box safety. And, you know, there's kind of a, a, a role for that in this defense right now with the departure of Jordan Whitehead. We're all happy that Jordan got his big contract, but we hate to see him leave, mm -hmm. right? But uh, you could, you, there's a little bit of a void there for a safety who plays well up in the box because I think both Antoine Winfield and Mike Edwards are, are both 
better used as guys more center field type safety. Right. So, you know, it helps that rotation. You also have Logan Ryan mm -hmm. uh, who can play slot, who can play safety. So I think we're going to have to see how these roles develop. But it, I feel like it was a nice addition for the Buccaneers. Uh, he played he, last year. He went to Dallas, reunited with his former Falcons head coach, Dan Quinn, mm -hmm. who was a defensive coordinator his first year there. And the idea was to make him into a linebacker and, uh, you know, take advantage of how well he plays around the line of scrimmage. And it went fine, I guess. But I think at the end of it, Keanu was like, nah, I'm going back to safety. That's, you know, I've been a pro bowler there. So he, he made it clear when he hit free agency that he was going to be a safety and the Buccaneers were happy to bring him on as that. Yeah, and it's always a good sign, I think, when a coach <clears throat> wants to bring a player he'd coach somewhere to somewhere else that it, it speaks highly of what that coach he thinks of him. Well. Yeah, knows him well and would still want him there. And then also the fact that, you know, these new guys, the Bucks have brought in, you know, Russell Gage and Keanu Neal, that they've gotten to see a lot of them when they're division mm -hmm. rivals. Yeah. That also speaks highly of what they thought about when they watched them play right. in person a lot of times that you can tell they feel confident about that. So, all right, we are going to get to some of your Facebook questions now. Um, our first one is from Jarvis, and he said, any news about Sue returning? Here's the deal. We've signed so many people back and new people in the roster, and now we're just left with these last few little pieces Rob that Gronkowski people are wanting to know. Yes, these yes. last those, few little pieces those here. Are the two. Um, I've said it before, and I think that in this case with Indomit and Sue, it's like it has been the last couple of years. You know, he's played the last three years, I believe, on one-year contracts. I think that's on purpose because I think each year he's – spends some time and decides whether he or not he wants to return and continue his career or go on to his, uh, he has many other interests off the field. So um, I don't think Indomitian Sue necessarily needs football yeah. as much as football would like to have him. Uh, hopefully he does choose to do so. And if he does, I think the Buccaneers and him would be amenable to a, um, a reunion, you know, as long as both sides can make it fit monetarily. Right. And of course you predicted the other Rob question, Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski. You know, I have to admit, I, I believe he was on one of the late night shows last night, mm. wasn't he? Not Sunday? surprising. And I didn't see it. So it's possible he might have said something right. that would be a clue. Yes. Um, but I didn't see it, so I, I, I could be a bit behind on the news here. Um, I, it's the same thing with Rob. I got to believe if he wants to come back and reunite mm -hmm. with Tom Brady, that will, that be, will happen. That will absolutely happen. He seems happen. to have not decided yet from yeah. the reports that you read. And, and when he when he does speak to somebody on the record, he, he truly seems to have not decided yet. Maybe, maybe he just doesn't want to do the off-season program. Yeah, that, that was honestly going to be my thing. I mean, I've seen some advertisements for him having a Gronk pool party and who knows what. Yeah. I mean, Gronk always has plenty of fun. Right. So maybe there's some strategy there, you know? <laughs> He'll have <laughs> like, some off-season yeah. fun and then decide in then uh, make June. make his decision. Back, yeah. You know, a good pool party always <laughs> helps with the decision-making. <laughs> so as, as it stands now with this roster, this team, let's say they don't sign anybody else, that this is essentially what they're going to roll with now. How do you feel about the different position groups? Are there groups that you still think could use a player yeah. or two? Whether it's you yeah, know, someone familiar that like them. Draft yes, but in terms of as it stands right now, as compared to not signing other free agents maybe or bringing other guys back, where are the biggest areas that you still think maybe whether the draft or free agency, mm -hmm. they might still need to add a player or two? Well, the tight end, we were just talking about Rob Gronkowski, the tight end positions by sheer numbers is is obviously needing something. Uh, Cam Brait and Cody McElroy are the only guys under contract. O.J. Howard's in Buffalo now. Uh, we love Cam Brait, obviously. Uh, he's been a fantastic player for us for the past six or seven years. Um, but last year, in the last couple of years, he's played about 35% of the offensive snaps. So I'm not sure that you necessarily have a guy that you think is your guy to be on the field mm -hmm. for 70 to 80% of snaps like Rob Gronkowski is because he's such a good blocker and good in the passing game. 
And then Cody McElroy, I personally really like what I've seen from him in the little bursts, but you can't actually say he's a proven NFL tight end right now. I think I'm hoping he gets a shot and gets right. to play more, but that's it at the moment. Mm -hmm. And you don't know for sure if Rob's coming back or not. So one way or another, this team needs to add something a little bit at tight end. Um, and Dominican Sue, we were just talking about him. They probably need a little bit more for the interior rotation. I think the edge rotation could use a little bit more. And uh, the linebackers, the off-ball linebackers, you're set at starters with Levante and Devin White. And Kevin Minter, who's been their primary backup, is still unsigned and may mm -hmm. not return. They may think that K.J. Britt is ready to step up and be the primary backup at that position, but you're still a little bit light with your two starters, K.J. Britt and Grant Stewart. All right, well, that is going to do it for us on this edition of Buccaneers Insider Live presented by Miller Lite. We're also going to be shooting a road to the draft after this. So if you want even more draft-specific content, we're going to be putting that up later on. So stay tuned to Buccaneers.com for that, and we'll see you next week. Thank you.